0: I knew that when I first started out, I needed to set up the habits in my business. I needed to create the systems uh, to have this success early on. Because if I would have said, look, I'm just willing to work, you know, an eight hour job every single day, I wouldn't be able to have the lifestyle that I wanted. I knew that in real estate, at least, you've got to hustle hard and fast and do things that other people aren't willing to do. (laughs) This is the Air Hammond Show. Thanks for joining along each week as we uncover tips and strategies to help you grow your business through social media efforts like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and many other platforms. All right, guys, welcome back. Thanks again for joining us every single Monday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific, where we answer your guys' top four questions about real estate, about marketing, about how to grow a team. Just make it a successful business. Okay, so guys, right off the bat, number one, if you haven't subscribed to this show, I would love for you guys to hit the subscribe button. I think it's over there. Hit the subscribe button. Like us, follow us, share us with somebody who needs to see this information. I appreciate you guys joining us every single Monday morning. Let's go get into the questions. So question number one right off the bat says isn't working long hours an old school mindset? Yeah, it is an old school mindset to some degree. Give a little kink to that. Why not focus on building wealth via passive income? Okay, so when I first got into real estate, my goal was to flip, flip, flip houses. I love remodeling I love construction. I love real estate. I love that side of it, right? I didn't get into real estate to work with the buyers and the sellers. It just wasn't on my mind when I got into real estate ten plus years ago. But the problem with flips is that you work really hard for two, three months and you sell the house and you make a pretty good profit, right? Anywhere from twenty to one hundred thousand dollars and even way up from there I mean I know guys down here in Southern California who are making probably three four five hundred thousand dollars on a flip but these are you know multi-million dollar flips they're not just a two three week turnaround for the most part when I got into our real estate investing we were averaging twenty to forty thousand dollars per flip which was great and the money came fast and it went fast right we had a lot of overhead a lot of marketing a lot of just development and things going on all the time uh, it's an expensive business and the problem with that too is that you get this mass amount of income quickly so there's capital gains on this income and then it it's gone, right? You you make a quick a chunk of money here and there, and then it's gone. The nice thing about most real estate businesses is that you consistently have sales, right? There's listings, there's buyers. It's kind of a consistent ebb and flow going on all the time. I had some months where we were bringing in over a $100,000 and two or three months in a row where we had nothing going on because we were working on a lot of projects in the meantime. So you got to balance out your business that way. Later, as we progressed in the investment business, we started getting more into rental property. Now, if you're into flips versus rental properties, there's a very big difference there. One is it's fast, it's speedy, you get quick sums of cash and it's really interesting. Right. You're on to the next project within like 30, 60 days, depending on how fast you can turn a property with rental properties, you're collecting cash flow at like two, three, five hundred dollars per door at a time. It's a long, boring, steady income uh, way of making money. And for some of you guys, you're super patient. You're like, Look, I'm, I'm 30, I'm 40, I'm 50 years old. I just want to ride it out and prepare for retirement someday because I know someday I'm going to have a whole bunch of doors and that I can live off that income as long as I manage my assets properly. Maybe I need to refinance a couple of them and take some equity out later. That's a great option. Here's the big, big asterisk. If you're in real estate and you don't own at least one piece of real estate, whether it's your own house or rental properties or something like that, you need to get on the ball, right? You can't sell something that you don't own yourself. So start figuring out this year, 2020, how you can get invested into real estate, how you can maybe buy, uh, whether it's a townhouse, a condo, a duplex, a single family house, maybe even multiple tours. Prepare for your retirement, because I guarantee you will not have a pension. There will be nobody who's going to be right you a check for the rest of your life if you don't have something set apart now. And yes, you can try to gather as much cash as you possibly can right off the bat. But guys, unless you have some type of income coming in life, it's going to be hard to survive. Right. I mean, people are living longer. The The cost of living is getting more expensive. So plan for your retirement. Yep. Enough of that said. So thought here, I guess with this question is, you know, should I just work, work, work super hard, get up at 4 a.m., work till midnight every single day? Yeah, you can do that. Sure. And yeah, it is an old school mindset. It is an old way of, uh, of thinking to some degree, but there's still are a lot of entrepreneurs who teach that nowadays all right sorry if you can hear the jackhammer in the background we're doing some demo work <laughs> another part of the property anyway so i'll just have to talk a little bit louder here so what happens is that when you get up at 4am and you work your butt off all day long again you are working for the cash right now you're probably not creating passive income you're doing it to generate money right now you're trying to create income for your business right now <laughs> it's getting super loud in here Did not expect this to happen. Sorry guys for the audio. Gotta work around this. So when you get up and you work, you... You can have that lifestyle for a while, but I guarantee if this is what your plan is for the next 30 or 40 years of your career, you're not going to be able to survive this, right? Surviving off of four, maybe six hours of sleep every single night is sustainable for a period of time. Trust me, over the last decade, as I've gotten into real estate and even when I got out of school for the six plus years before that, I did wake up early. I did survive on little sleep. And as I've gotten older, I just turned 40 last week. I am wanting to get more sleep in my life and I am wanting to work maybe less hustle mode and more marathon mode. I knew that when I first started out, I needed to set up the habits in my business. I needed to create the systems uh, to have the success early on, because if I would have said, Look, I'm just willing to work, you know, an eight hour job every single day, I wouldn't be able to have the lifestyle that I wanted. I knew that in real estate, at least you got to hustle hard and fast and do things that other people aren't willing to do. If you notice a lot of the old time agents and I hate to offend any of you who feel like you're in the old time agent bucket list, but they worked hard a while ago and now they have a great referral system, right? They have their business set up. They don't have to lead generate as much. Yeah, they have to send out Christmas cards and follow up with past clients and call some of their you know, past clients from time to time. But for the most part, the business just comes to them. If you're brand new or if you're in real estate for the first time or you don't have that big of a list, you're going to have to hustle for it. You're going to have to get up. You're going to have to get on the phone. You're going to have to create lead generation tactics. You're going to have to build a funnel. You're going to have to build your brand. You're going to have to get yourself out there. So to kind of mix up this question just a little bit. Yes, if you're brand new, you're going to have to put in the maybe that's five years, maybe that's ten years, maybe you can get it done in three and create a massive business. We did not have overnight success in our real estate business. I can tell you that it took a long time to get to the success that we found. Becoming one of the top real estate teams in San Diego did not happen overnight. So don't expect that to happen. Yeah, you can find success. Yes, there are agents who sell 100 homes their first year and they're fantastic at it. But that's not the norm, right? There are some massive amounts of work that they had to put into that beforehand. Consider where you are in your business. Consider you know what your goals are for 2020. We've been talking about goals a lot around here lately. What are your goals for this coming year? What are you expecting to accomplish? And what are the action steps that you need to take to get there? Once you decide, look, I need to work 15 hours a day and that's just that, you either do that or you adjust your goals and say, look, I'm willing to give up this financial income that I'm trying to do, or I'm trying to give up something else that maybe I want, right? You gotta make some sacrifices. You only have 24 hours in a day. I'm not saying give up your family and I'm not saying give up your job. You gotta decide what's most important to you. All I know is that you're gonna need some sleep, you're gonna need to rest your body from time to time, you gotta eat healthy, you gotta exercise. If you do have a family or a spouse or somebody that's significant in your life, you do need to spend time with them So figure out how that works. You got to be upfront with them. I know for my family, uh, when I started down this career, I said, look, this is what I need to do. This is the hours that I need to make. I will spend as much time with you as I possibly can. I will cut out times my day where I can and it works. And people are understanding my family, super understanding and, and it works for you. And It works for me. Right. So you just have to have that conversation with yourself and figure out what's important with you on the other side, passive income. You definitely need to have that on your goal. Again, we did not have that mindset when we first got into real estate back in 2009. I just was here to collect big sums of cash. I was trying to make cash as fast as I possibly can with the goal of retiring by 40 and thinking, you know what? I'm going to make a whole bunch of money over the next decade and I'll just invest my money somewhere else. I didn't think about rental properties for some reason. It just wasn't something that I was interested in. Everyone talks about tenants and toilets and trouble and all the problems that come along with that. And I didn't want to have anything to do with it. But then I realized the benefits of of property management and being hands off uh, in that real estate business and, and it can work out really well. So set a goal, figure out how you're going to do it, whether you acquire one property a year or maybe you buy one property every couple years. Just start thinking about how you're going to work that into your books, how you can save some money for it. You don't necessarily have to go get a traditional loan. I mean, I've talked a ton about seller financing and other sources of qualifying for loans uh, besides the traditional banks. So if you feel like maybe you can't qualify for a loan, put that at ease. I had terrible credit when I got into uh, real estate investing. I never qualified for a single loan and bought dozens of properties. So don't worry about that. You got to figure it out on your own. But set a goal. Figure out what your passive income goals are so that someday you don't have to work 16 20 hours a day right do it now set up the things that you need acquire the cash that you need to go buy the assets that will support the life that you dream of because I can tell you if you're just gonna trade hours for dollars for the rest of your life that's not a good goal something can happen right if you look at any professional athlete they get injured things happen to them these multi-million dollar contracts that they've set up if they're not able to play on the field they're not gonna be paid and there's no passive income in, in a professional sport so you got to figure out how you're gonna make your investments work for you. Okay, that was a long winded answer, but I feel like it was required. So there you go. Question number two. How do I build a personal brand? This is another hour long conversation. We do a lot of webinars and a lot of classes around this comes Jack. And again, let me let me give you the straight five minute version of this. How do I build a brand? Number one is you got to figure out who you are, right? What do you represent? What is your image? What is the message that you want to get out there? What are you trying to distill online that's going to allow you to stand out from everybody else, right? Yes, you might be a real estate agent if you're watching this. Yes, you are a person. Yes, you're probably a family person. Yes, you live in a certain community. Yes, 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 right. But how do you stand out from there? You know what? What are your goals? What are you trying to distill? Are you the number one uh, first time home buyer agent? Are you the number one move up buyer agent? Are you the number one listing agent in your county or your city or your state or wherever you work, right? What are the things that separate you from everybody else? You can't be the jack of all trades and say, hey, if you're buying or selling anything in real estate, pick me. I'm your person. It doesn't work that way. You have to figure out that niche and then go all in in that niche. So we talk about this a lot around here about what to say, right? If I'm working with buyers and that's my primary source of income, yeah, you should have some listings and if you're a listing agent, yes, you should have some buyers that you're working with, but figure out who 80% of your clients are going to be. That doesn't mean that it should be 80% buyers and 20% sellers or 80% sellers and 20% buyers probably should be a a good 50 50 or 60 40 mix. But figure out right now who 80% of your clients are and then you can make that switch and make the adjustments as needed. But once you figure out who your ideal audience, what that 80% represents, now you can build an audience around that and go deeper and deeper on that subject. So let's just take buyers, for example. Let's say I'm going to talk about first time buyers because I know a lot of you guys are going to focus on that group. If I was working with a first time home buyer, the content that I would create is all about how to qualify for a mortgage, how owning a home can possibly be cheaper than renting a home, um, how to make sure that you're buying the best property that you can and that you don't buy something and have to invest, you know, twenty thirty thousand dollars into fixing it later thinking that you had a turnkey property. Right. So how to own a home, how to maintain a home, how to get over the limitations that so many renters are thinking in their mind. It's amazing how many um, full time renters. I've met in my life who think owning a home is super expensive, that you're going to have to replace the the roof every couple years, that the water heater is going to burn out every single weekend, that the furnace is going to fail, that they're going to have all these problems. That's just how their mindset works because they don't know, right? They've been in crappy rental properties and they've had to deal with these things. And that's what they assume is going to happen on every property that they own. So show them how owning a home can be a safe place and a great investment and how they can build equity and how they can you know save on some of their taxes if that's an option in your state. Teach them how to be a better homeowner, how you have context to help them with these things you know, if, if the house does need a new roof, you can show them how much that costs and how to budget for it. You can show them how simple it is to roof. You can talk to them about solar and water heaters and all the maintenance that goes on on a property. Basically, you're just showing them, look, I am the real estate agent that's going to help you with this transaction. It may be scary, but I'm going to hold your hand through the whole entire thing. That's how you brand yourself as a real estate agent who can help new homeowners, right? And the same can be had for any other category out there. If you work with mobile homeowners or if you work with commercial properties or if you work with multi-family residents or maybe you just work with investors, right? We've been talking about that quite a bit on the show. Whoever you work with, create content that's going to help the clients that you're selling or helping buy a property to. And, and you're going to create content that they want, that they're going to want to consume, that they are want to come back over and over, right? For most agents, once the transaction's done, they collect their commission check. The people move in. For the most part, most of you guys will never, ever follow up with those clients again. They say that over 80% of homeowners forget the name of their real estate agent just 12 months after they bought the biggest financial purchase of their life. Don't be that agent, right? Find a way to stay in front of them. What has to happen is you guys need to be the biggest source of education for them. Again, you're not just there to facilitate the transaction. You're there to help them be a better homeowner so that you're constantly on their mind when their neighbor goes to sell, when their best friend moves to town, when their cousin across town chooses to sell. You need to be the first one on their mind that says, oh, my gosh, you're doing this. You're selling your house and you haven't called Eric, right? The real estate agent, whatever your name is, you need to call this guy because he's going to help you and he's going to help you be the best buyer, the best seller possible when the time comes for you. Right. You want them to be your number one referral source that all your clients are your best referrals that they're bringing you business so that you don't have to go buy cold leads so they don't have to generate cold traffic I mean obviously you should to keep growing your business but you want your clients to be selling for you okay so build your brand get the content out there distribute your message everywhere you can figure out where your audience is gonna be that's the rest of this is create the content that your audience needs to hear and then find out where they're consuming content do they read the paper probably not are they reading certain magazine maybe are they on social media probably are they watching videos on YouTube most definitely you know are they listen to radio maybe not are they watching TV probably not where can you get messages in front of them that they're gonna consume how can you create content that they want to find seek out read consume digest um, share with their friends all that great stuff so that you're always in their mindset all the time right you want them to be You want to be on their phone all the time. You want them to be on your computer screen all the time. You want them to be seeing your message all the time. That's the goal. Be the local news person if you can. Report everything that's going on in your area. Share that content with them and they'll keep coming back more and more and more. That's how you build a brand, right? And when you have a brand, you attract the clients that you want to look for, (laughs) that you want to work for. You attract the dream clients that are seeking your service. You don't have to go try to convince that Fizbo who's been trying to sell their house on their own for six months and doesn't even want to pay 1% for you to come in and try to sell for 3%. It's just not going to happen, right? Yeah, it does happen from time to time. But for the most part, most for sale by owners, I hate to say this, but they're cheap. They don't want to work with a real estate agent because they don't value you. Same with the expired transactions. Those can happen, but they're hard, right? They've had a bad experience with another agent. Usually that agent probably tried to do it for a discount. Now they're going to have to pay you more money to do the same job. It's just a hard thing to go through. But if you have past clients who can refer you the business that you want to work with and say, you know what, this is my real estate agent. They did a bang up job. They're just fantastic. Everything they do is amazing. You're going to love working with them. That's the type of referral that you want to work with. And when you have have a brand and you have that relationship with your clients, that's the business that you can have. So there's the answer to question number two. Let's jump into question number three. If you were just getting started online, what steps would you take to get found? It's really the answer back to the last question of how do I build a personal brand? But really, it's create your niche, right? So once you understand who your audience is, build a name and a brand around that. Right. The first time home buyer uh, group, whatever, whatever you want to call yourself, figure out your name, have it resonate with what your brand represents. If it's just Eric and Real Estate, you no, it's not going to have a catchy title that people are going to relate to. You don't have to get super uh, super cutesy on it, but you need to have something that resonates with what you do. Real estate needs to be in the title, most likely. Um, you know, for, for me, I live in a town called Carlsbad. So the Carlsbad real estate agent, something like that could be helpful. Anyway, think of a way that you can differentiate, differentiate yourself from everybody else, have a name that people recognize and start creating content online. Again, like question number two, put content out there that people are looking for the answer to their questions. How do I qualify for a good loan? How do I make sure that I'm doing my due diligence on my house? How do I find a great home inspector when I buy my next property? How do I make sure that I'm not buying you know, a money pit? Something like that. How do I sell my house for more money? These are the questions that people are asking when they go to buy and sell a house. So putting that content out there and then putting it in places that they're going to find it. One thing I would suggest is over the next couple months, try to write four or five different articles that have five bullet points to them, right? The five strategies to get your best loan in twenty twenty or the five tips of selling your house for $30,000 more, you know, something like that. What are the five things that your clients can benefit through from working with you? And it doesn't have to be when you pick me, I'm going to do this. Make it more a third party perspective, right? So when you go to have, sell your house, you should stage it. When you go to sell your house, you should remodel the kitchen and make sure that that is the most updated part of your house because people love kitchens and master bedrooms, right? Make sure that your house is clean. Make sure that the walls are painted and the carpets replaced, things like that have um, whatever it is right go through your list have your top five things i would suggest you write four or five articles like this and then put them out there for the world to see because what happens is people start searching for content that's related to their problems you're going to get found because you're answering the questions that they're looking for when you have google you have the ability to be found through search they call it SEO search engine optimization if people search for content if you have the right words you can be found if the content's related to what you're looking for it doesn't happen overnight again but with the right strategy you can definitely have it show up you can be on the top of that list. You got to fight out for the Zillow and Redfin spots because on page number one, it's all about Redfin and Zillow. Um, but there are strategies to get up there. Basically, write a couple blogs, put a couple ebooks out there, uh, and you can get found that way. Uh, the other suggestion I would have is to create a lot of content on YouTube because YouTube is the number two search engine, Google being number one, and they're both owned by Google. So, great place to be. Create a lot of content. If you're not great with writing, create video. If you're not great with video, figure it out because video is king in today's world. Create video that answers people questions have your answer or your question in the title of that video. Because again, people go to YouTube to search for answers. Right. How do I replace my water heater? How do I make sure uh, the roof isn't leaking? How do I make sure that I you know get the best loan that I possibly can? These are the things that people are searching for on YouTube. So create content that people are searching for and you're going to get found. You're going to get discovered. People are going to know that you're there. That's how you win online. OK, Whew, a lot of say in this one. We're going deep. Question number four. How clearly do you have to see the end goal? and path to get there before you begin. So I think that's really asking is, you know, do I need to see the end goal? And really, what's the end goal? If I'm 20 years old and I just got my real estate license, the end goal might be 40 years out depending on how long you want to work. Your end goal might be 10 years from now and maybe you think you want to retire. Like when I got in real estate in 2009, I was only looking forward a decade and kind of thinking, what do I need to do? How much money do I need to make? What kind of money do I have to have in my pocket to retire at age 40? Um, Again, your goals will change. You know, I just assume that they're going to change. But if you can kind of envision what that 10 year or 20 year or 40 year goal looks like, it's great. I think the further out it needs to be, uh, or the further out it is, the less clear it needs to be. You just need to have some type of a destination that you're aiming for. Doesn't need to be a very, very, very specific goal. The further out it is, just needs to be something that you're excited about. And that's the big part that I would talk to you about in this question is find something that you're excited about trying to achieve or accomplish, because if you're not excited about it, you're never gonna do it, right? If you just say, I wanna have a billion dollars when I'm six years old, What makes you excited about that? Like having the money isn't going to make you excited. Buying the things with the billion dollars might make you excited. Maybe you want to buy an island. Maybe you want to buy the biggest building in New York. I don't know what it is, but figure out what you want to do with your money. If money is your goal, because the thing that the money buys is what's going to get you excited. If that's what your goal is, if it's just to create more time in your life. Right. I want to make X amount of money because that means that I don't have to show up to work every day. That means that I can spend time with my family. That means that I can travel and do things like that. Then maybe that's what you're excited about. So focus on the things again that the money is going to buy and it's going to allow you to get excited about that. Just focusing on that dollar amount is not going to do it at least. So figure out your goals, figure out what that life looks like. One thing that I do and I look at it every single day, it's on the wall right above the camera is a a vision board, right? Mine is about that big by about that big. Pretty good size and I've got, I don't know, 30, 40 pictures on there. It's a dream board. It's something that I'm working towards. Some of those dreams are probably happening in the next 12 to 24 months. Some of those dreams are 30 years out for me just because I know that there are ways out. And that's okay. That's the point. want something to look forward towards every single day when I lean back and I look at my chair and I look up, I see that dream and I know where I'm going and it gets me excited. It causes me to stay focused and it causes me to keep working. So you really only have to be as clear as you need to be to get excited about the process. If you're not excited about the business of real estate and waking up today to sell houses to somebody or to help somebody find their dream property, you're probably in the wrong business. It doesn't mean you need to get out of real estate. It just means that you need to figure out why you're excited to be in this business so that you can keep going in it. I knew for me three years ago that I did not love getting up every single morning and helping somebody find a house to buy that's just not me uh, it might be you and that's okay I love real estate for different reasons than most people love real estate and that's okay right I still want to be in this game and I still love this world and I still sell houses from time to time but what gets me excited is different things and that's okay I found what gets me excited I found what I love and I found like this is why I get up in the morning and this is why I do what I do and this is why I'm gonna keep going for the next 20 years doing these things because I'm excited about certain things and I know what they are and I know what the goals are that I have and that things that I'm trying to accomplish. And by doing that, it keeps me going. It keeps me motivated. If I just said, you know what, I've got to put food on my family's table and I got to provide shelter for them. I'm trying to be a great dad and a great husband, but eventually that excitement's going to wear out and I'm going to get burned out and I'm going to have a hard time showing up to work. Just like anybody who works an eight to five job making minimum wage, I guarantee that they have days that they don't want to go to work, even though they are supporting their family and they are doing the big thing that they have to do in this life to support their family. It's not going to be enough Unfortunately, that's just how it is, right? Like supporting our family is great and and commendable for doing it. And I know that there's a lot of crappy people out there who aren't supporting their family the way they need to, but you need to have other things. Some of them can be personal. Some of them can be selfish and that's OK. Um, some of them can be helping other people and bringing more happiness to this world. And that's great. But find the thing that motivates you, that gets you excited and resonated on that every single day. I am not the best at this and I struggle with it from time to time. But one of the things that I do is get a pad of paper or a sheet of paper or something that I can write on and every morning and every night write out the big dreams that I'm chasing, right, because it keeps me aware of them and excited about them and and as I write them down before I go to bed, it allows me to you know, think about them as I go to sleep. It allows me to dream about them throughout the day. I can figure out you know what am I going to do when I get there? It's just something that's pulling me along to get to that dream. And that's what's exciting about it. Again, if I just woke up being like, I've got to make $100,000 today or I've got to figure out how I'm going to make this much money. It's just not going to do it for me after a while. And I know money is a big thing when you haven't made a lot of it yet. And it's a big goal. And having all those zeros in your bank account can be super excited or exciting. But after a while, unless you're buying things that make you excited the money sitting there is not going to do it for you like showing all your friends your bank account isn't going to motivate you to show up again you've got to find the things that drive you and make you excited about it so plan out your goals figure out what this life is looking like figure out what you know again 10 years 20 years 40 years from now is going to look like even if you're 70 years old plan out for 40 years you don't know how long you're going to live right medicine is changing um life expectancy is getting further out there. So figure out what the next 30, 40 years of your life look like, no matter how old you are, just to have a dream. I've heard this and I don't know how accurate it is, but people who have high up positions in, in the military, right, like submarine captains and colonels in the Navy or in the Army, like they have these massively stressful, amazing jobs and careers. And then within six months of retiring, I heard that most of them pass away because they don't have anything to live for for the next day. Their life just doesn't fulfill their needs and their brains shut down and they're just not able to to keep going. Um, It's amazing how many people shortly after retiring from a long career of working for 40 years don't live much longer because the excitement of going to work and the thrill of the adventure and all that just is gone and waking up every day to play golf and enjoy the sun and hang out just isn't doing it. So what's going to get you excited to keep going? Keep pushing yourself keep motivating yourself you know just because you can retire at 50 or 60 or 65 years old doesn't mean you have to find something that drives you and pushes you and makes you want to work and keep going that's what's gonna keep your life interesting and if you've got 50 years left of, of working enjoy every moment of it find a way to love it and live it it's the only life you have if you don't love what you're doing every single day you got to do something else Whew, that was a long-winded one guys I hope uh, you got something out of today's show I know we covered quite a bit of different content if you're just tuning in here towards the end, go back, rewind afterwards. Um, we've got some great questions that we answered today. I appreciate you being here. If you haven't done so, please subscribe, hit the keep going the wrong way, hit the button over here, subscribe, like, hit the bell if you're on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you know, give us a thumbs up, give me some feedback to let me know how you're liking this show, the content. If you haven't checked out our podcast, which is still relatively new, about two and a half months ago or so, go check out our podcast. It's called The Eric Hammond Show. It's on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud and everywhere else that you can listen to podcasts on appreciate the support guys hope you're having a fantastic december and go hit your goals and make it a great week hey thanks so much for joining us on today's show be sure to hit the subscribe button to get these podcasts delivered to you every week as we share strategies on how to grow your business with social media i'm eric hammond with the orange stack we will see you next time